I know I'm late, but as they say, better late than never. This Astro scandal is, in my opinion, worse than the PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs that baseball saw in the late 90s with the Mark McGuire and the Sammy Sosa home run chase in those years. I mean, even towards, even in the 80s. And we're talking about guys on steroids. But this is way worse, in my opinion. In baseball, stealing signs is part of the game when you're on the field, man versus man. For instance, a guy on second base trying to read a sign and telling the hitter what's coming. You tap your helmet a certain way. You scrub some dirt off your jersey or your pants. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Because you then have to change your signs as a manager, pitcher, catcher to make sure that that guy on second base can't read your signs. But when you're putting up cameras in center field and looking into the catcher's signs and then relaying those signs to the dugout, and then the dugout relaying those signs to the hitter. I have a serious problem with that. The other part is that none of the players that were involved in any of this are suspended. They're just going to have to take their licks and take it when they go on on the road and visiting games. That's all they're going to really take. They're going to take some serious scrutiny from fans, the media, other players, but they're not going to lose any money playing baseball. And they get no punishment. There's zero punishment. A.J. Hinch, the manager of the Astros, gets fired. They also fired their general manager. Alex Cora, the Red Sox, gets fired. Carlos Beltran gets fired. He was just hired by the Mets. Those three guys were had almost everything to do with the Astros winning the 2017 World Series. And the other part that is so puzzling to me, so puzzling, is that that team was really good. And they still are. They've got some serious talent over there that can hit the baseball. You really have to, to do all that to win games? That's like going to a magic show and knowing all the tricks. I mean, is it fun? And then they celebrate like they won the World Series. But is that fun? I don't know, man. I, I, I've played sports my entire life. And for me to know, that's like you and I hitting off a tee for a Major League Baseball player. When he knows a pitch is coming, that's like you and I hitting off a tee. Some crazy stats. And, and so obvious. Jose Altuve. At home, batted 472, six home runs, 12 RBIs, and OPS of 1541. On the road, he batted 143 with a home run and an RBI with an OPS of 297. <laughs> Kevin Correa, at home, 371. Away, 211. Brian McCann, at home, 300. On the road, 0. .037. That's like Major League ball players playing underhand softball. That's what that is. I just don't know how these guys can live with themselves. All right, now being joined by Dennis De La Pena of KTBC-TV in Fox 7 Austin, Texas. Dennis, thanks for coming on. Your initial thoughts on the scandal when it broke? To be honest, I played baseball. Uh, I've covered baseball for a long time. And as you know, baseball is always pushing the envelope when it comes to that it's that blurred line of what is cheating and what's uh, getting a competitive advantage so to say i was shocked would that wouldn't be true i mean we've seen whether it's peds whether we've seen uh, uh pine tar whether it's i mean stealing signs is woven into the fabric of baseball so wasn't shocked was a little uh surprised at, at the logistics of it all and and maybe just the brazen you know, banging on trash cans, really? So, yeah, li a little surprised, but not shocked. Do you, talking about PEDs, do you think this is worse than the PED scandal? Yeah, that seems to be a, uh, the topic. And it, it almost, I almost would want a little more insight from anybody that I've talked about this to, whether, you know, like Reed Ryan, for instance, just so your your audience knows 
we're in Austin. Yes, we cover the Astros. I was actually at that the, those World Series games that were in Houston when uh, the Astros were beating the Dodgers. Enough, um, Dennis. That's enough. Right, that's enough. right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I just I just lost your audience. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. But um, and we have the AAA affiliate for the Astros right up the street in Round Rock. So. You know, we talked to Reed Ryan about it, and uh, he's the former president of the Astros. And when you talk to to someone like that who pretty much knows what's going on, you know that the Astros probably weren't the only team doing this. And obviously, we know the Red Sox were as well. It's it's such a part of baseball's culture. I mean, it almost feels like when we were doing the Lance Armstrong stuff with the Tour de France and the cheating there, it's who got caught, who pushed too far to where you know there had to be some some brushback. So what was the mood out there with Astroland with their fans when the when the news came out? It's tough because and you have to almost take yourself back and Reed Ryan made this point. That was in that time Hurricane Harvey had just destroyed the Houston area and this was the shining light. This was what gave that community joy and hope and together I mean it was such a bonding experience. So it's tough when you're thinking about something that was so special. I mean, it was the Astros first title and, and all that, all the context that the backdrop of when it was happening, it's a hard thing to swallow. I think for not only Astro fans, but even the casual fan who got on board with that team, because you don't want to taint it in any way, but it is what it is. It happened. It's, uh, it brought some shadiness to it. And, and you, you just have to, I guess, process it the way you're going to process it. But I guess where I'm going is you'll never take that moment away from that community, from that town. Um, it was special. Did you or anybody else in sports media have a clue this was happening? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm not a baseball beat writer. And I think those are the people that know, you know, when, hmm. even when this whole buzzer gate thing came out, you know, with, with the Astros, you know, allegedly wearing uh, uh, the, the buzzers on their shoulder that took on a life of its own. And you would see some people come out, whether Trevor Bauer, you know, an actual player or some reporters that uh, had heard some things and they've known, but, but no, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not entrenched in that beat. So it, it was actually surprising to me. Did you think the penalty was enough? Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I guess I've gotten used to accustomed to baseball for lack of a better word, turning, <laughs> turning away from the problem. I mean, Bud Selig looked away from PEDs forever, wanted his sport to, to blossom. He knew people liked watching, you know, balls leave the yard at, a, at an alarming rate. So, it, and you're used to slaps on the wrist. I, I mean, I fully expected them to lose some some draft picks, which don't get me wrong, that hurts you in, in, the, in the bigger picture. But I wasn't ready that day for the year suspensions. I'm not saying it was wrong, uh, but I, I, I wasn't ready just based on, what I had seen before. And then obviously the, the Astros made the call of like, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting on top of this. So would see, see AJ. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you think the players should have been suspended? Yeah. And I, I think on its face, why, why wouldn't they? Right. You know, let's, let's find the, the cheaters and, mm -hmm. and punish them accordingly. I think when you put yourself in the commissioner's shoes and you realize, well, wait a minute, we might be, <laughs> we might be losing a team or two, or 10, you know, once, once you start punishing the players for this, well, you better get your, your investigation. You're going to have to extend it 
and you're going to have to to check every team. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, we don't have a league. <laughs> so I, I think I understand why he didn't go after the players. Do you think they should vacate the 2017 World Series? I've never been a fan of, and speaking of the commissioner, he, his his quote, I can't deliver it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of, we're going to honor baseball's longstanding tradition of not rewriting history. We're not going to do... <laughs> We're not going to tell you that something didn't happen when you saw it, you lived it, you felt it. And I've always been of that opinion. I, I almost think it's a joke when the NCAA will strip somebody of a title. It's like, well, wait a minute. I, they were the national champs. I, I, I lived it. We don't need to, to try to rewrite history. We all know what happened. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think that's baseball's business to, to try to undo what was done. How bad do you think this will hurt the Astro brand? I think I think it it does hit hurt them. Um, it, much like the Patriots. I mean, and again, as we've gotten away from Spygate, the Patriots. You still, when you think of the Patriots, you think of winners. You think of a dynasty. You think of sustained excellence, but you don't think of it without knowing that they're not above bending the rules and breaking the rules. So it's all part of. Uh, it's going to be all part of the Astros' legacy, and um, and that's the way it should be. The way history should be written. What do you foresee happening in spring training in this upcoming season with players talking about it to the media? Well, I'm curious because I don't know if you saw the first time that Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman were in front of a camera. It was like at their fan fest. And Alex Bregman reminded me a lot of the, the one that jumped to, to mind was Mark McGuire during the, the whole PED when they were investigating that and and they just, whenever you hear someone just repeating the statement over and over and not actually answering the question, did you do this? Did you do that? Uh, it doesn't sound like a, an innocent guy, right? Uh, it doesn't sound like somebody. I know when any of these athletes are ever accused of anything, whether it's Lance Armstrong, whether it's Barry Bonds, whether it's Roger Clemens, I always know what an innocent guy would, how he would respond. And that would be to try to clear his name at any cost, you know, shout it from the highest mountain. So when someone hides behind a lawyer's statement or a team statement, that doesn't do much for me. In fact, it tells me pretty much what I need to know. Now, I did hear Jim Crane, the owner, saying, you know, once spring training happens, we're going to have a, a little bit more of, a, of an aligned answer, <laughs> a little stand, a stance, if you will. To me, it, that rings a little hollow if you need a month or two to to figure out what your story is and, and to get it all straight. Yeah, sounds like there'd be a, a room full of attorneys right, with, with right. statements. Yeah. Which and, and, and sports fans, I, I mean, I think we're numb to this. I always find it interesting. I don't know how you are. Um, when Roger Clemens was doing his thing with the PEDs, you know, he's a, he's a local hero around here. He's a Longhorn legend, won a college World Series, et cetera, et cetera. But we're all human, and I don't think any of us like being lied to over and over and over. I think we also, anybody who, you know, lives and breathes likes accountability. And I, I just thought it was interesting when Andy Pettit, I don't know if you remember all this, he got out in front of it. He was ashamed of it. He was honest about it. And now we don't talk about Andy Pettit. <laughs> we just yeah. don't. Uh, and, you know, he, we, he realized that what he did was wrong and owned it. I think most sports fans even though we really don't care what these guys are putting in their body or i mean i can't speak for everybody but uh that seems to be the case but we don't like when somebody does get caught and then just can't 
own it. I mean, we didn't like watching Pete Rose lie over and over until he almost became this delusional person. So anyway, I, I think that's where most sports fans are. It's just own it, take your medicine, get over it, and maybe you'll get in the hall someday. How much pressure does newly hired Dusty Baker have coming in? I think he's a guy that can handle it. He's a vet. He's 70 years old. He's got over 20 years of coach managing experience. He's he's probably the right guy at the right time for the right time. I mean, it was a one-year deal. I know there's an option for 2021, but oh, he's been there, done that. He's a guy you need to kind of get the ship back on course. And I think Jim Crane's doing what he what he has to do. Imagine what the the climate would be like right now if AJ Hinch and Jeff Luno are still there and everyone's trying to hide and deflect. It would just be a, a carnival. So I think they did the right thing by hitting the reset button and getting a guy, a veteran like like Dusty Baker, that's the right play. What type of reception do you think they'll receive on the road? Oh, it's, I think it's going to be brutal. Mm-hmm. And it and it should be. And, and again, baseball fans, I think it's tricky with what they will and won't accept. And I think this is just one of those examples of like, you know what? We get that, you know, you're if you're not cheating, you're trying that kind of deal. We get sign stealing. We get pine tar. We get armoring up with pads when you go out like with Bonds and Bagwell used to do. But you know what? This is not cool. The, the, the batter should never have that kind of advantage. With using technology to do it, just not cool. This is this is out of bounds. And yeah, and, and I think fans are going to let them know. What about the reception they're going to get at home? It's funny what winning will do and uh, when you're the hometown. Yeah, I I, I think Astro fans are, are going to rally around them. You know, I mean, that's usually the way most – Mac Brown used to always let us know that fans is short for fanatics, right? I mean, these guys are all in with their team. They pay their hard-earned money to go watch them play. They, they'll, they'll conveniently, uh, I guess, look the other way when it comes to – some some morals and ethics and and they'll get behind the strokes so who do you think the culprit was alex cora carlos beltran aj hinch or you think a combination of the three yeah i would just say yes yes and yes <laughs> yeah 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 i mean it's yeah. just it is what it is that this doesn't happen in a vacuum it doesn't happen with one guy it's uh and, and but again i just think it speaks to the culture when you would have all this going on there's almost like a, it's like a blind spot. It's like if you exist in this culture all the time, and I'm not just saying Astros, it's more of a baseball thing. I don't think they saw that what they were doing was all that sinister. I mean, I, they knew they were doing wrong. And the commissioner had, had even come out and put people on blast like, hey, this happens again. Some heads are going to roll. But it's amazing what teams, what players, what coaches will do to gain an advantage in that sport. Because, you know, as the old cliche goes, it's a sport hard enough where if you fail seven times out of 10, you're in the Hall of Fame. It's a hard sport. You're always looking for that edge. But, yeah, they just push too far. You think they'd win the division this upcoming season? Well, Vegas had them uh, to still win 96 games, right? Um, right after this happened, right after, you know, and and really, I mean, no offense to Dusty Baker or any other Major League Baseball manager, but I think the jury's always been out on on just how you know how many wins does a does, does an MLB manager give you, um, and I I think Vegas doesn't think many. 
Because, I mean, here they are. They're supposed to win 96 games. I think that was the number that came out. So they'll be right in the thick of it. Now, what does, what will catch up to them? When you lose your first and second round picks two straight years, I mean, that's, I mean, those are the guys that you're going to be depending on in three, four, five years down the road. So it'll hurt them big picture, but this year, not so much. Does anybody in the state of Texas feel for the Dodgers? Well, as you might know, you have a lot of L.A. California transplants. Not them. Here, forget so. them. Forget forget those guys. I, I Hey, I'll speak for myself. I'm Austin-born, Austin-raised. Uh, I grew up rooting for the Astros and the Texas Rangers pretty equally. And I feel for you. I feel for any team. And, and, and beyond a team, I feel for, I know Clayton Kershaw, I know it's a mixed bag up there, but I feel for, for competitors, for pitchers that can't figure out why their ERA balloons in Houston when they can pretty much handle them at home to, to a level that is way beyond the norm. You know, these are guys, you and I will, will hopefully, let's knock on some wood here, will be, a, you know, in our profession for a while. We're in it for the long haul. These guys, maybe they get that one big contract to sign. And if I knew as a pitcher that this, this cheating scandal, this this way of cheating to where you knew what I was serving up ends up costing me millions of dollars. Yeah, I feel for that. I Yeah. I, so at least you have one guy. I can't speak for the rest of uh, the rest of Texas. But uh, but I think people are human. And at the end of the day, it's like wh- the reason we like sports, we like competition and you want it to be as even as possible. And, is it, and if you think, yeah. It might be a cheating culture, but if some people are so far ahead and using technology to cheat at a, at a much different level and it's an unfair, you know, it's an unbalanced playing field, then, then that's not cool. Hey, what's the feeling a couple thousand miles away from L.A. about the horrific, tragic event of losing Kobe, his daughter Gianna, and seven others? Yeah, it's I think that is universal. Um, I think I think most people feel like they got to know Kobe. They watched him grow up. With the good, the bad, the great, you know, here this is uh, we're Spurs country, right? And the Spurs and no Kobe's Lakers teams, they go way back, and uh, and immediately, I'm sure you saw images of Coach Pop and how Tim Duncan were trying to process that news, you know, on yeah. live national TV. And now it hits, it hits everybody. It what I find is it hit my neighbors who I've never talked sports with before. People have connected with him for so many different reasons. So, so that one's hitting. And I, and I have noticed the difference between people my age. I'm 49. This is like if Michael Jordan died for me, but I know that he was MJ for a lot of younger people. And I can tell it's hitting them harder than, say, it, it, it hits me. But for that very reason, he was their guy. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable the impact this guy has left. And like you said, I mean, there was a rivalry between the Spurs and the Lakers. And you respected Kobe, but at the same time, you hated him when he was playing because he was so good and he was so hard to stop. But now it's a different level. It's a different level of respect. And it's incredible. Like you said, there's so many people that aren't sports fans. There's so many people who are sports fans but couldn't couldn't stand the guy and they're right. they're grieving and mourning like they lost a, a close family member or a friend it's just it's a it's a weird feeling yeah i was a little surprised i heard something interesting um on that when you have celebrity deaths that you know so many people identify with them or connect to them but there's also this uh that they're larger than life they're immortal if you will and when you see their life end 
so quickly that has its toll too on people. So they're just not quite ready to process that kind of loss. I, I think it's interesting with Kobe too. And I'll speak for myself. I was never a Kobe guy. I was an MJ guy. And I always mm-hmm. saw Kobe as a guy who was mimicking MJ, although he was doing a, an incredible job at it. Mm-hmm. But then over time, you respect greatness. Sports fans, that's what we're in it for, right? You love watching greatness. And he was a great. And then even if you're not a sports fan, you can get behind a story of redemption, of coming back from, from what he went through in Colorado to actually not only get his marriage back together, but then to work because you have to work as a dad and people can connect to him there. He becomes the ultimate family man. And ironically, he's taken a helicopter to actually free up more family time. There are so many ways to connect to Kobe and to his story and to respect it. So no, it's uh, it's a big loss and and it, it does touch a lot of people. Tom Verducci of MLB Network had an exclusive interview with A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch was the manager of the Houston Astros. He, of course, like I said, was fired, as he should have been. A manager is a leader. He's the leader of that 25-man roster. But A.J. Hinch said he smashed the TV displays that the players set up to help them cheat, and he did it twice. It sounds as though the players had no respect for A.J., and A.J. didn't have the balls to talk to his players and make sure they cut that shit out, right? You smash the TVs basically saying, I know what you're doing, but I'm not going to talk to you about it because I'm scared to talk to you about it. So he says since then he's learned, he's grown, and he's now a better leader because of it. I'm sure he is, but he's tainted as well. I like the fact he comes out and talks about it because he had to. I'm sure his agent forced him to. But again, man, this is going to go down as one of the dirtiest scandals of all time in baseball history, maybe in sports history. That's all for me in this solo show. Thank you for making me a part of your day. More solo shows to come. Also, a new show coming out. It's with my friend Annie Ustayan Gomez. She has a great story that should be out in a couple weeks. She lost her husband in a motorcycle accident five years ago. Husband owned a couple barbershops. She didn't sell them. She took them over. She's ran them. And she is for the last five years. She's awesome. Great story. Look out for that one. Again, thank you, Dennis De La Pena of Fox 7 Austin, Texas, for coming on. Thank you for making me a part of your day, folks. Until next time, I am Mike Gabriel. This is Mike the Pod. No wasted days. Let's go. The commissioner's report makes it clear that you were not an active participant, that you did not endorse it. In fact, it makes a point to say that twice you damaged the monitor that was used to steal signs. Is that true that you twice somehow, and you can explain that maybe in detail, damaged those monitors as a signal to players that you did not endorse what was happening? Yeah, you know, I I did. Um, And I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't initiate or I didn't endorse it, but but I was the manager. And I think there's a responsibility when you're in a position to end it. I think I, you know, my mindset at that point was to demonstrate that I didn't like it. So what did, what, what did you do? I hit it. I mean, I just, a bat. I mean, I didn't like it. You took a bat to it. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I, in hindsight, I would have had a meeting. I should have had a meeting and addressed it face forward and, and really ended it. 